There is no need to wait in line for this or any other installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a regular newsletter and podcast about meetings, happenings, and facts about the region in which Charlottesville serves as a central hub. It is May 12, 2021, which can also be coded as the 132nd day of the year. But such numbering has not caught on yet. I'm the program's host, Sean Tubbs, and I'm taking a quick look at my schedule for the next week, and I have no need to buy gasoline, so I won't. On this installment, Albemarle's Planning Commission endorses the Housing Albemarle Plan. Charlottesville is going to hold a design public hearing tonight for the Fontaine Street pedestrian and bike upgrade. And Woodard Properties purchases a major site on Cherry Avenue. In today's Substack Fueled Shoutout, Code for Charlottesville is seeking volunteers with tech, data, design, and research skills to work on community service projects. Founded in September of 2019, Code for Charlottesville has worked on projects with the Legal Aid Justice Center, the Charlottesville Fire Department, and the Charlottesville Office of Human Rights. Visit the Code for Charlottesville website to learn more, including details on several projects that are underway. Virginia is in the second day of a new state of emergency declared by Governor Ralph Northam to deal with the shutdown of the Colonial Pipeline, which is the primary source of gasoline in the Commonwealth, as well as other southeast states. The order reads, While current gasoline reserves in the Commonwealth are sufficient to address immediate supply concerns, a long-term disruption in the pipelines will require transportation and fuel and other oil derivatives via interstate and state roadways. Among other things, the executive order enacts a provision intended to fight price gouging, allows state and local services to coordinate on emergency services, and allows for agency heads to conduct some contract purchases outside of the normal process. Have you changed your habits for the day and the week? Did you go looking for fuel? I'd love to hear your stories. A major commercial property and several vacant residential lots in Fifeville are under new ownership. Woodard Properties has purchased the Cherry Avenue Shopping Center for $1.9 million and five vacant lots behind it for $1.4 million. Anthony Woodard said in an email that there are no plans to develop the property and the purchase is an investment. The commercial property is within the Cherry Avenue zoning corridor and the residential lots are zoned R2. Earlier this year, Council adopted the Cherry Avenue Small Area Plan as an advisory guide for future development. It has now been 18 months since Albemarle County and Charlottesville opted to end participation with the University of Virginia in a public body called the Planning and Coordination Council. The PAC convened for over three decades in open session before giving way to a closed-door body known as the Land Use and Environmental Planning Committee, or LUPEC, which met last on April 16th. Planning Commission Chair Hosea Mitchell sits on the LUPEC body and updated his colleagues last night on a presentation on UVA's plan for their property at the intersection of Emmett and Ivy Road. The uh, corridor starts at the intersection of, um, of, uh, of Emmett and Ivy and runs all the way down to Copley. A couple of things that they're going to do there that are of interest. Um, UVA is going to uh, build and manage and own a hotel there. And they're going to build and manage and own a convention center there. And it'll be the largest convention center in our region. 
And what I really like about this is even though it is UVA owned and operated, it will be a tax revenue generating entity for our, for our region. So good news there. Mitchell said the new UVA School of Data Science will also operate out of the Emmett Ivy area. He said LUPEC members also learned about a couple of other projects, but those are not ready to be announced to the public yet. UVA is also a participant in a VDOT-funded project known as the Emmett Street Streetscape, which seeks to make it safer and more welcoming to walk or bike along Emmett Street between Ivy Road and Arlington Boulevard. This was funded in the first round of VDOT's Smart Scale project at $12.1 million. Construction is expected to begin in the spring of 2023, according to a schedule on the project website. Mitchell also gave an update on the $8.6 million project to improve the intersection of Barracks Road and Emmett Street and build a wider pathway on Barracks up toward Preston Avenue. Hoping to begin this in the spring of 2023, in looking worst case to be wrapping this up in very early 25. Another project funded in that first round of SmartScale is the $11.7 million Fontaine Avenue streetscape, which has its design public hearing tonight. That's a key step in the process and how a VDOT project moves from concept to construction. A video that will be shown on the webinar is already posted on the project website. A narrator explains that there are four goals for the project. In line with the City of Charlottesville overall transportation goals, the project seeks to make Fontaine Avenue a complete street, which improves accommodations for all users, ensuring safe passage for pedestrians and bicyclists, understanding that this serves as a gateway corridor into the city and ensuring that the impression is attractive improving access to local facilities and ensuring these connections are also easily accessed by pedestrians, bicyclists, and transit users. You can watch the presentation at any time on the project website and see an animation of what the project might look like. As with the other two projects, the goal is to have the Fontaine streetscape under construction in the spring of 2023. The cost of housing is one of the most pressing issues in our community. This is an affluent place, and with many very wealthy individuals, the annual area median income skews federal definitions that set levels of subsidization. Charlottesville City Council adopted a new affordable housing update in March, and Albemarle County is updating its housing policy now, and a draft went before the Planning Commission on May 4th. Stacy Pethia is the county's housing coordinator. The, I, the, the recommendation to update that came out of the 2019 um, housing needs assessment that was released by the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission. The plan update takes into account population projections from the Weldon Cooper Center at the University of Virginia, which show Albemarle continuing to grow in the next couple of decades to over 138,000 by 2040, an increase of over 27,000 people over the current estimate. The plan has 12 objectives and dozens of strategies. Um, and these strategies include increasing the amount of affordable housing required in special use permits and zoning applications from 15% to 20%, expanding the definition of affordable housing to include the workforce housing category. There are many other strategies, such as finding ways to lower the cost to connect water and sewer, 
as well as reduced regulatory burdens for projects with additional below-market units than required by the county. Some short-term ideas include exploring the idea of using county-owned land to develop permanent below-market units, creation of an affordable housing trust fund, creation of an affordable housing committee in the county, and increased partnerships with public and private groups to build more units. Louis Carazana, the University of Virginia's non-voting representative on the Albemarle Planning Commission, noted that a home price to sell to someone at 60% of the area median income is still beyond the reach of many. You know, we're talking about a home that's over $200,000. I guess it depends on your definition of affordable. We just, we're in a high AMI area. There's also language in the plan about renovating existing homes that are currently below market rate. However, Chair Julian Bivens said that can make some residents skittish about speaking up to their landlords. People are nervous about saying something because they don't want to be displaced by by their landlords or they don't want to go out and sort of engage with the with um, putting this in quotes authorities because they don't want that kind of attention on them. Bivens also noted that many of Albemarle's residents make their money through existing wealth and not through employment. And how do we have this conversation in, in our community We've done about how do we increase or how do we attract or what do we do to bring roles here that people can, have be, can, be, can think about climbing up and having ladders that they can ascend for, 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 for better salaries or for better, for better compensation. During the public hearing, the town administrator for Scottsville said that that incorporated section of Albemarle would like to work with the county to provide some space for housing. Here's Matt Lawless. Town Council adopted an updated comprehensive plan in 2018, then followed up with two planning grants and a west downtown small area plan in 2020. I expect to see about 10% population growth over the past decade when census results come out, and our comp plan calls for roughly doubling the town's population by 2040. Lawless said the zoning will be changed to allow for quadplexes in Scottsville and to encourage upstairs apartments downtown. He himself lives in one of these units and said he pays less than 1000 a month in rent. The Planning Commission agreed that Scottsville should be listed as a partner. The Board of Supervisors will have their public hearing on the Housing Albemarle Plan on June 16th. In the meantime, you can watch the entire public hearing of the Albemarle Planning Commission at the link that's in the newsletter. It'll go right to that item. And that's it for another installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do have any comments about anything, please do send them my way. I really am interested to hear what you have to say and what your perspective is on various things happening in the community. So let's engage. Uh, if you would like to help out with this, the best thing you can do today, no sales pitch today, but the best thing you can do today is to make sure it gets forwarded on to somebody else who might be interested. Take a look through the archives. This is now the uh, 190th edition, I believe, of this program. And uh, I'm hoping to do at least 190 more. Gosh, I would do this every day if I could. And one day I probably will. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I'll be back tomorrow with another installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. For now, I'm running out of gas. Gas.